You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. Iconic, legendary, Grammy-nominated, Queen of Cabaret are just some of the terms used to describe the ever-so-vibrant Marilyn May. After a year of no live performances due to the global pandemic, at 93 years young, Marilyn is back where she belongs, live on stage. In just a moment, we'll be talking with Marilyn about her illustrious career, her upcoming Feinstein's 54 Below concert, Broadway The May Way, and much more. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Marilyn May. Hi, Marilyn. Hi, Adam. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's so great to have you on the show. I'm thrilled to see you again and hear you again. Yes. I, uh, you were saying what, what our last interview was? Somewhere around 2017, 2018. Um, I believe it was your uh, either your 89th or your 90th birthday celebration that we were talking. So but, but who's <laughs> Exactly. Who's counting? Who's counting? Well, we missed our birthday at Feinstein's 54 Below uh, this this past year, you know, in 2020. I didn't get to do it. We we had planned to do it. Yes. But it, it couldn't happen. So I'm thrilled that, uh, that at least now we're we're greeting people virtually. The, my birthday's over. It was April 10th, but but I celebrate the whole month of April. Now the virtual comes May. Eight. What is it? May 8th. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm just thrilled that I'm alive and well and and singing. <laughs> well, we are thrilled you are alive and well and singing, also. I always say I'm singing as fast as I can. (laughs) But there are lots of ballads in the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we love everything you do. Um, And I also love starting my interviews off with this question. So X amount of years from now, when somebody mentions Marilyn May, what do you hope people say about you? I hope that they will say that I, that I, I was genuine and respectful to everyone that I meet. And, uh, you know, I think that's very important that you that you respect each other and act accordingly. Yes. Well, I have met you several times and you are always the most gracious and personable. (laughs) And during your concerts, I mean, you really sing and speak directly to the audience. Yes, that's what I believe in. You know, I believe in singing to them, not just for them, you know, and I'm so grateful they are there and and wanting to hear the kind of music that we provide for them. And and, you know, it's 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 lovely that they react so beautifully to us. And it's kind of a friendship. And I always say it's a party, but but it's friends, too. It's all it's all a a friendship for, for an hour together. Yes. And it's always, you're so um, vibrant on stage. You are so active. I mean, I always love watching you do your high kicks during your show. It's fantastic. Maybe not quite as high, but (laughs) what we're doing. (laughs) Terrific. And and they, um, uh, now I, now I hang on a little bit, you know, every now and then I I grab the piano. I used to do it free form, but now we, we feel like it's safer to hang on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Safety's always first. Safety first. It is true. 
Yes. Yes. Now, as we just mentioned before, you have a virtual concert coming up at Feinstein's 54 Below called Broadway the Mayway. And right. it will be live streamed May 8th. And then people can watch it on demand throughout the rest of the month of May from May 9th to the 29th. So you've spent your whole life performing live on stage. So what was it like for you to film this concert with with no audience it, directly in front of you? Um, and not as much fun. <laughs> it wasn't really as much fun as with a live audience. Because when you finish a song, uh, there's no applause. Uh, it's uh, it's interesting, but I'm so glad that we do have the possibility of of still singing for the people. I I always say I sing to the audience, not for them. And in this case, I'm singing directly to those cameras, and that means I I hope that I'm in your living room and and doing some songs that you enjoy from the Great American Songbook. Terrific. Well. The, your renditions are fabulous. I always love seeing you in concert. Thank you. Um, you also now performed a few, you just came back from a few live performances, I believe in, was it in Florida? In Boca, in Boca Raton at the Wake Theater. Yes. Um, they had had people, um, you know, it was all separated uh, very strategically in, in a great big lobby. They, they turned the lobby into a nightclub and it was beautiful. And we had four days, we had booked four days and we were held over for another night to um, let people come. They cast, they, 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 they were rehearsing for um, uh, the, the wonderful show called, um, oh dear, <laughs> I forgot the show. Kiss today, goodbye, um, and point me to tomorrow. Oh. And a uh, chorus line, yes. a chorus. So the whole the 22 kids, you know, from chorus line. And on my closing night, which was the holdover night, the kids came and I had them sing. I sang the first 16 bars of, of as I just started, kiss today, goodbye. And then when we got to the bridge, all the kids went, gone, love is never gone, you know, with their wonderful voices. It was quite thrilling uh and we continued to have them sing and i would interject a line or two and there wasn't a dry eye in the house everybody wow. cried a lot and it wasn't because it was bad <laughs> <laughs> what was it like for you to be back on stage after a year of no performances because you really thrive on your I live do. shows i do it's my life uh, um it, it was uh, wonderful oh it was wonderful and it was a joyous thing because people need music just as much as they need to eat and sleep and breathe mm -hmm. so it was certainly relevant that particular fact was relevant in their reactions they were so happy to hear live music and i too do you feel like you perform any differently now after really not performing for a year i do think about smiling and about love. And those particular words seem to be more prevalent in my performances now. I must say that that in my performance, I, I put together a whole smile medley. And I just said, you know, when you're walking around in a store and you've got your mask on, just tell people you're smiling. <laughs> just tell them you're smiling, <laughs> you know. So, so uh, yes, I think I, I do. Uh, it, everything is a little more meaningful now. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
definitely, definitely. Um, well, I I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see you in person live on stage, not just in person over a computer screen. But I do want to I do want to talk a little bit more about your upcoming Feinstein's 54 Below show. Um, Broadway, the Mayway. Um, yes. So what can people expect from this concert? Are, is it going to well, be all show tunes or? They are show tunes, um, show tunes of shows that I have performed in. Uh, I've done Hello, Dolly. And uh, I did a lot of a lot of shows being Dolly, which I love. And I, and I did Mame. So those are all Jerry Herman songs. And uh, we did a lot of those songs. I did um, um, the I did Pistache. I did I, I had a lot of Cole Porter songs in because I had done um, Can Can and portrayed the part of Pistache. But um, but uh, actually Follies. We did we did Follies. I did Carlotta in Follies, and I did the part of Sally in in an earlier Follies. And um, so that that's, you know, those I, I'm still here, of course, is there, which is very appropriate for me age wise. And uh, and and of course, it's great Stephen Sondheim song. So so mainly my thought was to do these songs from Broadway shows. You know, the owners of they are all Broadway producers also. Yes. of 50 below and i thought it was kind of nice to honor them with with the uh broadway show songs so they're they're great songs that i that i love and have done a lot and and uh, intend to always do a lot of those great songs jerry herman and and we did um uh 50% from ballroom you know mm. darling billy goldenberg just passed oh the, yes months ago and i'm i hate that that he passed away but as i say he has a better seat he's up there watching <laughs> yes. so so uh 50 is in it. it it's it we we do it right in the club you know they'll they'll see the 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 stage and and my musicians ted firth is is you know he's brilliant yes and Tom Hubbard, my bassist, is brilliant, and Mark McLean, my drummer, is brilliant. So it's a it's a tremendous trio, of course. So musically, they'll enjoy it. Oh, we can't wait to watch it. Do you ever? Because I know you. You know, I guess I feel like I was late to your career because I I came to know you in the late two thousands when you were really only doing. You've been primarily doing cabaret from that from you know two thousand five right. to today. Do you right. ever wish that you could have done more Broadway or do you really, I mean, you, do you love the, do you, you just love cabaret so much? I don't know more Broadway. I wish I had moved to New York earlier in my life. Uh-huh. Uh, very Midwest and, and lived in, um, I married men from the Midwest and, uh, uh, so I had three, <laughs> three marriages and they were all from the Midwest. So I sort of, worked and there was one club in Kansas City that I worked literally for eight years, um, you know, solidly five shows of uh, five nights a week. We would in the summertime when my daughter was young, we would, she was out of school and we would travel to Las Vegas and Lake Tahoe and and uh, work there in the summertime when she was out of school. Then we would drive, go right back to Kansas City 
and go right back into that club for uh, five nights a week with with lots of people. I'm sure it was a great training ground for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure, you know, to work consecutively five nights a week, week after week after week, it was a great training ground. My husband was my pianist and he was a brilliant pianist and and an alcoholic uh, spent 12 years with him and it, he was fabulous but but an alcoholic so that was not a good story i think it would have been a wise idea for me to come to new york and maybe i would have done some broadway more broadway shows on broadway which would have been a joy but i do love the nightclub because i have that personal personal connection with the audience you know and i do love i love the people and i'm i try to show them that i love them and and the fact that they are there to hear me is is the reason why my life is joyous now in addition to your performing you also continue to teach master classes i do uh, now have you continued them throughout the pandemic no we haven't until florida I got down there and the place was so large um, at the the club at, at this Wick Theater. Um, it, it was a lobby. She decorated the lobby and it was a it became a magically a fabulous nightclub. So there were requests to do a um, uh, and my facilitator who used to do my master classes here in New York. Uh, her name is Deb Berman and she she ha- she happened to be in Florida. And we said hello, and I kiddingly said, well, we ought to have a master class, <laughs> and I was kidding. And the next day, she started posting it, and lo and behold, we, we finally had 10 singers that wanted to, to take it. So we, we did in, in, the, in the lobby of the Wick Theater. We had a wonderful time for, for a whole afternoon. Wow. I love doing that for people that have the passion for singing. A lot of them, it's not their, it's not their, it's not their livelihood. It's uh-huh. not what they do in life, but it's their hobby. And, and, and Adam, I always say some people play golf, you know, some people play bridge. Um, they want to sing. <laughs> That's wonderful. What's something that you've learned from your students, either about yourself or um, just about, or about how you teach and care for other people? Well, you know, I love the idea that they have the passion and, and of course, they're so receiving of it all. But I do love the idea that that I, I do want them the honesty. I always say, be who you are. You don't have to take on some false persona. And many times I think it's it's nerves. You know, they're nervous about it. And they they um, they feel that they're that they're I think they're nervous when they walk on stage and maybe they think that they have to be somebody else. And I always say, you know, just honesty is is a great word. And you and you are a darling person. I can tell that you're a wonderful human being. And that's what you want to show the audience is, is the real you. That's a wonderful advice to give them. It's nice in, in life, I think. Yes. <laughs> Lots of the lots of the things in master class we learn in life, um, you know. I just uh, you know when I teach them how to handle the microphone and and uh, and just get into the lyric of a song. Mm. Don't don't think that you have to perform. Just just learn about what that song says, and you will automatically sing it. You know, if you if you really in your head are thinking those lyrics and conveying that that like a story that you have to tell. 
uh-huh. then that's that's going to that's real, and yes. people and that audience knows the difference. Yes, yes, exactly. And you do that so well. So who better to learn from than you? Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Uh, Before we go into lessons learned, let's just take a very quick break. And when we come back, we'll go into lessons learned. So don't go anywhere. We have much more with Marilyn May. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. For the fourth year in a row, Don is partnering with iHeartRadio for Can't Cancel Pride, a campaign that has raised over $11 million for the LGBTQ plus community. Don continuously strives to celebrate visibility and inclusivity for all, and that means supporting amazing organizations like Centerlink, providing safe spaces where over 52,000 community members go each week to receive critical and life-saving services. Don is there for your home, or your home away from home. So visit Can'tCancelPride.com to learn more. Hi, everyone. I'm Marilyn May, and you're listening to Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. And now we're back. It's a very fast break here. I I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go into some lessons learned. Um, Because you've had such an illustrious career, I can't wait to hear what lessons you've learned (laughs) along the way. Um, Have you ever been fired from a club? Oh, never. Never. You know, I love that question because, no, as a matter of fact, the owners are, you know, the the bosses become my friends, you know, Mm -hmm. they become friends. And I usually repeat, you know, I I have many clubs that I'm year after year after year, we repeat engagements there. So we become, we become good friends. And that's, I think that's not, not, not because not even for the reason that they're hiring me. Mm-hmm. They're just they're wonderful people that love show business and we have a lot in common. So nope, <laughs> never been fired. That's great. What's something you've learned from um, a bandmate or, or a co-star when you were doing a theatrical show? Well, actually not, not theatrical. I, I worked Vegas a lot with, uh-huh. with, and you're probably too young to, or maybe so. Shaggy Green. Do you know that name? He's a great, great comedian. I don't. And, and very famous in in he he's very famous in, in Vegas, especially. And I and um, I, I worked with him a great deal, and I loved. It. I kind of watched many shows of his. And now when I tell stories about myself, I always think. In a, in a club, when you, I tell my students too, I think the story has to have a payoff. You know what I mean by a payoff? There has to be a fun, a fun line at the mm-hmm. end of, 
of your story. I mean, you know, the, the students want to talk, well, my husband and I were married, blah, 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 and we honeymooned, blah, blah, blah. And I said, they don't care. They don't care. <laughs> just make it fun. I think mm -hmm. it's just fun. There's a payoff, you know, a fun payoff. So Shaky, I watched him work, and uh, and he and he always said, you know, Marilyn, don't be so slick. You know, make a mistake now and then. Well, it's easy to make a mistake now, because <laughs> <But laughs> once in a while I screw up on the lyric. You'll hear it in the virtual. I screwed up on lyrics here and there, but it isn't the be all and end all of the world, you know, mm -hmm. and and everybody makes mistakes. So, so with him, he said, you know, because when I worked with him early in the life, you know, he said, you're just so perfect and so slick and, you know, so just loosen up and, and don't be so slick. <laughs> That's Shaky Green. He That's was, a he, he is a brilliant uh, comedian. He now is two years older than I am. And we talk every now and then on the phone, but I, but I always, when I tell some story and, and I wait for the laugh and I always wonder, how do I know, how did I know to do that? How do, how do I know that I must wait for the laugh? Uh -huh. And I always think back and it was Shecky Green that, that, mm. that I learned a lot watching his timing and his, uh, his, his friendliness with the audience was very obvious. Oh, that's so great. And it's great that to this day, you still, you still are in touch with him we and we still talk. It is great. Fantastic. Yeah, I, oh. I do love that idea that we still are friends. And, and I worked with Alan King a lot. And of course, he's, he's gone. And I worked yes. with Buddy a lot, those comedians. And uh, Shecky has out, outlived some many of them. And um, he doesn't work anymore. But when I worked Las Vegas a couple of years ago, Shecky came to see me. And he always sings. He always makes up words and sings some ridiculous song that's really, really fun. And and so he approached me with Marilyn, if I'd known you were going to live this long, and and you and you would you would still be working. I'm sure you've made a lot of money. I would have married you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. So knowing comedians, I think that that's a great advantage that I that I did have. Yes, yes. And what's something you wish you could tell your younger self? that would have saved you from a heartache or mistake? I'm, I'm very in charge of what I do. <laughs> uh -huh. I'm very in charge. And uh, maybe I should have been more in charge when I was younger, mm. I think. But you know, you learn, mm -hmm. you have to learn uh, what, you, what you do and how you do it. Yes. And the experience of it all is, is invaluable. So my younger self didn't know what I know now. Mm -hmm. And and I forgot what my younger self knew. <laughs> <laughs> That's good because I was about to ask what's something that you know now that you didn't know before. But I <laughs> think <laughs> you just answered both of them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> now I I know in our previous interview back uh, in like 2017 18 you had also mentioned that you were married three times and well, and all of your husbands were alcoholics. Yes. What did you, I mean, what did you That's learn? That's what I should have told my younger self. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, did you yeah. learn from, from those experiences? I mean, how do you feel like you grew from that? Well, I survived, mm -hmm. you know, I survived. 
um, and uh, I, I kept working and and it was very difficult because my last husband was was my pianist was a brilliant brilliant pianist um, do you know who Peter Matz is honey I don't Peter Matz, brilliant arranger. He was an incredible arranger. He wrote a lot of arrangements for um, uh, Barbara Streisand. Oh. And, he, and he wrote my third album, out of which came Too Late Now, which the uh, Smithsonian Institution in, in Washington, D.C. put together what they felt were the best songs of the of the um, uh, 20th century and a hundred of them and then they put out an album of of the best recordings of each song and they chose my my recording of too late now and of course that that was a great great honor for me so he was brilliant but the uh, but the alcoholism was terrible and i had him in a sanitarium for three months uh, lots of money Wow. Cost a lot of money, and I kept flying from other engagements, flying back on weekends to be with him, and and I did love him, but but the alcoholism was unbearable, and he was and he was physically abusive too. Mm. So I, you know, it was a terrible thing for me to go through because he was Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, lovely person, you know. So alcoholism is is a terrible disease, and um, if you can cure it. Boy, it's really important that you do because it destroys, absolutely destroys your life. Yeah, he died, he died at sixty-two, and mm. and it will destroy all kinds of things. So I'm a survivor. That's what I learned mm. from that. But I had to forge ahead. Yes. Where do you think you found the strength to to you know to leave and to move on? Because not everybody does have that strength. I well, I finally did, and there were various things that just broke. You know, broke the. Uh, it was the. What did they call it? The, the last straw that week. broke the camel's back. The straw. Thank you. That that saying. It, there were things that happened that, were, that became the straws that I just had to. And believe me, to leave this gene, these genius fingers, and and the rapport that we had working. You know, we had great, yeah. great professional rapport and great musical rapport and uh, he was you know but but I had to I had to survive so you do have to move on you do yeah. have to just move on and and learn that you are very important you are important to you so in it if it seems selfish it isn't it's selfish to the people around you if you don't survive mm. that's great 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 advice to give well, now let's lighten things up and go to the rapid fire questions where we're going to find out all your favorite things. Great. So let's start with favorite TV show. Oh, favorite TV show is Frasier. Yes. No, I love Frasier. And, and they are doing reruns of it. So if it's, you know, in the middle of the night, if it's scheduled, I, I said it so that I get to see Frasier because he was, he was brilliant, you know. Yes, brilliant. he is. Favorite musical? Well, of course, Dolly. Mm, yes. <laughs> and Grace. And, uh, and yeah, I think, and Mame, you know, those Broadway shows that I've participated doing. I'm, I love those parts and, and the things that those ladies said. You know, Mame was a very strong woman. And uh, I, I loved, I loved Mame. And if he walked into my life, you know, I, when I saw Angela, I saw Angela do it. And I was doing the Carson show that night. And um, 
I, I attended a matinee and I thought, boy, she didn't walk through one moment of that performance. You know, <laughs> you know what that means. And, you know, she just yeah. kind of, but there was every ounce of strength that, and, and purpose in her performance. And uh, so I was thrilled to, to see her work. And uh, when I got to do the part, then fast forward, when, when Angela Lansbury was 90, and I tell the story in the virtual, but I'll tell you, I didn't say her last name, I just said Angela. <laughs> well, I guess everybody knows who Angela is. Yes. So, so when she was 90, I got to sing if he walked into my life for her 90th birthday and uh, i did say to her because i i was i was she was older than i was a few years ago and uh, so i said i was glad someone in, was in the room that that was younger than i <laughs> <laughs> and she laughed a lot and the minute i sang the last note of, of if he walked into my life she was on her feet she gave me a, she was just adorable we we had met several times she came to see me at the metropolitan room years ago and we had quite a talk she's tall you know and by the time i put on my my dressing room shoes i was in flats and i'm looking up at her talking to her she's, oh my she's god tall and, and so such a beautiful human being lovely yes. person yes wow what a what a special moment to have to be able to sing yes. for her like that it was to to sing her song. To yes. her. It took a lot of guts, but it, but it, but it was. If fine. anyone could do it, you can. Well, it was fun, and I and I leave it in the act, and it's in the virtual. Oh, terrific! Well, we can't wait to see it. Um, let's go to favorite movie. Favorite movie. Um, the favorite movie is um, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. What's your favorite play? Uh, my favorite play was Anne with Holland oh, Taylor. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, she was so good in that. It was brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. And I love her and got to meet her and we're, we're friends now. Oh. And she's come to see me work. And oh, my gosh, wasn't she brilliant? Yes. Yeah. And she's so nice. Darling. Just darling. So and can nice. you imagine learning all that material? No. I, can't, I can't even imagine learning all that material. No. But she probably can't imagine learning all the songs and music that you have to learn. So <laughs> but that was pretty consistent. All that, you know, it's just just her. Yes, you and know, every like, night, mm. every every night, every matinees, and yes, brilliant. just brilliant. Uh, favorite cereal? Why? <laughs> Why? Why do you know that? Oh, because I just try to ask different different questions than other people. <laughs> I guess I guess Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> oh, I love I'm Cocoa. I'm crazy for Cocoa Puffs. You are? I oh, love that. Yeah. Favorite game show? Match game. Oh, you know, yes. Love, the old match game. I love yes. That. Yes. And, uh, and I knew I knew so many people that that are that are on it the celebrities. I'm, you know, it's kind of fun to revisit them. <laughs> Aww. Favorite board game? I don't have any. I okay. never I've never played a board game. Oh, wow. Uh-uh. I can't sit still that long. <laughs> well, I'm glad you've been able to sit still for our interview. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, did I, what, do you want my karaoke song? Yes, I do want your karaoke I song. I have that. Delta Dawn. Mm. And I sing when we go to a, a karaoke place. And I have, I was with Bob Mackey and Joe McFate, dear friends of mine. 
in Palm Springs, and they took me to a karaoke place. And I always, when they ask my name, I always say that it's that it's Molly Miles. <laughs> Years ago, I I recorded an album for a band leader, and and that well, other record companies would, would not allow me to record an album. And I'd been with that band leader for years and years. I'd sung with this band for years. So I didn't record it, but I said, it has to be Molly Miles that, that, that recorded it. I'm telling, but it was so many years ago, it won't matter. But anyway, so uh, so that's how I got the name Molly Miles. It's MM, you know. Yes. But so whenever I do karaoke, and one time I was doing it and somebody said, I have to follow that. <laughs> That's a hilarious story. <laughs> True story. I've never told it because I I've love never, it. Nobody's asked me what my favorite karaoke song was. I'm thrilled when you ask me. Oh, good. And that's the whole premise of my of my show is that I like to get stories that you haven't told before. So I'm thrilled to get it. That's a new one. <laughs> yes. And do you uh, do you have a favorite emoji? Do you no, use emojis? I don't like them at all. If I love you, I'm not going to do a heart. I'm going to say love. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, no, no, I don't, I don't, I'm not with those. If I'm, there's a lot of, you know, I think words are more valuable than little signs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now I do have a question. So um, I have a few fans on, on Patreon, which um, is a, is a platform that helps support artists. Good. So one of my fans on there, uh, the Golden Gays NYC. They're um they're a drag tribute um to the Golden Girls. Oh, bless their hearts. Yes. Oh. So they're I bet they in Provincetown. Have they worked Provincetown? Yes. I bet so. Yes. Yes. I wonder if you've um I'll have to ask if they've been there the same time as you. I don't know. You know, I'm... I did my tenth year, consecutive year at Provincetown wow. in September. So I visited with with my dear friends. And, um, you know, for just, and I, I would walk along the street and somebody would stop me and say, hi, you know, I, I see you in New York and are you singing here? And I said, no, no, I'm, I'm just visiting. And so this, this happened quite often as, as I was walking on the street. So I finally turned to my friend and I said, I would like to work here. Why don't I work here? And he said, oh, barely. They just want drag queens. <laughs> and I said, so I'll just tell them I'm a drag queen. <laughs> I wear a lot of makeup and a lot of lashes <laughs> and, and sequin clothes. <laughs> yes, you do. You do. <laughs> so I'll just tell them I'm a drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> so he went to Mark Curtali and Mark said, well, that's an interesting idea. So we did five nights and we were packed. And now they are, he is hiring Every year, lots and lots of girl singers. Oh, it's terrific! So, yes, yes, he has a wonderful series at the was, um, at the art I house. Was the first. <laughs> yes, you were. Well, there. Um, the Golden Gaze question for you is: What is one song you won't sing? I don't know what I wouldn't sing. I guess something that I don't know. Hudson Rolson on the Real or Raw. Do you even know that song? <laughs> no. There's a song called Hudson Rolson on the Rilla Raw and a brawl, a brawl, a suet. Then it repeats Hudson Rolson on the Rilla Raw and a brawl, a suet. And then I don't know what it is from there, but it's pretty <laughs> silly, so I probably wouldn't sing that. Thank you <laughs> for wanting for wanting to talk to, uh, to us again. It's wonderful, and, and I love you, and Aww. thank you. 
<laughs> You're welcome. I love talking to you. And I know everybody listening is going to tune in to your virtual concert at Feinstein's 54 Below. It is live streamed May 8th. And then it will be on demand May 9th through the 29th. You have to tune in. If you've never seen Marilyn perform, this is the time to see it. And then the and then right after you watch it, you're going to want to look up to where to see where she's going to be live because seeing her live is like no other experience you've ever had. Thank it you. Is, Ray. You're, Thank welcome. You. you're welcome. I look forward to seeing you in October at Feinstein's 54 Below. Yes, me too. And everybody listening, remember here at the Broadway Podcast Network, we have thousands of hours of art and theater-related podcasts, and you can listen to us on the go with our brand new app. So keep listening. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story, for he happens to be in the know. Just ask anybody who's had him, had him, lived for the business of show. CallMeAdam.com Find more episodes of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam everywhere you stream podcasts. For my print and video interviews, visit my website, callmeadam.com. Follow me on social media at callmeadamnyc on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And finally, if you really want to get involved, support my podcast on a deeper level by becoming a member of my Patreon family. Visit patreon.com slash callmeadamnyc. There, you'll get a variety of backstage perks, including advanced notice of interviews, the ability to submit a question to my guests, and everyone's favorite, swag. 